Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundance Solution Show. Our goal is to help other people do more and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. <laughs> this is This is going to be an exciting, exciting show, I tell you. But for right now, Brian, we 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 uh, have someone on the line with us. Man, we're just gonna have a good time. I'm excited about our guest. He was on one time before, mm-hmm. and uh, we want to talk about the truth. We want to definitely <clears throat> absolutely. Get, yeah, we definitely want to talk about the truth. It's gonna shock some people. Mm-hmm. It's gonna help some people, and and you can check the facts for yourself. And we're going to talk about business. We're going to talk about what's needed to sustain your business. And we're going to talk about some things, Brian, that will help you in every area of your life. So this is the kind of show, Brian, I know that you're excited about being a part of. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm all about truth now. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have no problem with the truth because I can't change it no way. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and that's so true. But, you know, a lot of people out there, Brian, they want to start their own business. But they're afraid. We're going to talk about that tonight. I've known uh, our guest for a while now. and He's mm-hmm. a business-minded person. And not only is he a business-minded person, he, he's, he's moving in areas where a lot of people won't go when you're talking about a business. Because there's a second component to the business that a lot of people leave out. And it's the most critical. Right, right. You know, absolutely, and I think he's going to definitely uh, shed some light on that subject for us tonight. You know, when people talk about going into business for themselves, they always have a whole lot of ideas of, you know, how they want their business to run and everything else. Hold on one second. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing, Brian. When they leave, they, they leave these things out. They're leaving out the most important part. They try to do everything by themselves, and you just can't do it. And we see so many businesses going under. We see them folding because of poor, poor judgment, poor choices, poor decisions, and a lot of times, Brian, they're just flat out afraid. Mm-hmm. And that's the sad part. But we have some people out there listening right now. I received a lot of emails about tonight's show. We have a lot of people out there listening right now that just want to start, Brian. They they have what it takes to do it, but they just don't know how to start. Right. Right. Well, you know, that's why I'm glad we have our guests on tonight. And we have with us tonight a entrepreneur. His name is Mr. Charles Felton. And he's going to give us the lowdown on how you start your business, what you need to keep your business going, and what it takes to be a business owner. Mr. Felton, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Thank you, Brian Henderson and, and Greg Turner. Thanks for Thank having you. me on the show tonight. Oh, we, we just, we're just excited about you being on the show. You know, you and I, we talk all the time. We pass each other all the time, and, and we're always talking positive things all the time. We're bouncing them off of each other. You know, what was it that got you to the point where you said, well, Charles, you can do or you can create your own business, you can create this wealth that you want, you can do this yourself. What was it that, that was in you that made you act on what you felt? Well, Brian, is really, I mean, Greg, I'm sorry, Mr. Turner, it's all about really my relationship with God because I'm here for a purpose, okay? okay. And I'm not, I'm not here to work a job nine to five. I don't even feel right doing that. I feel like I'm in prison when I'm, when I'm in a, at a job. So what really is within me is something within me that, that is burning, and I believe God put it there for me to, to do something different. Because most people, they talk a good talk, but they can't walk the walk. They'll say, I want to do this, I want to do that, but they, they would never really do it. They just sit there and just dream it and think about things that they never really just go in and, and just start doing it. And one thing I always do is that um, I'm, I'm, I'm praying, I'm fasting, and trying to let God help me do what, what i got to do. But sometimes, Greg, I've done things I know I shouldn't have done. I, I might do something, a business I didn't even pray about. But guess what? God's with me anyway because I'm trying to do his will. You know what I'm saying, Greg? Yes, I understand exactly what you're saying. I know Brian is about to jump out of his chair. <laughs> <laughs> jump, jump, Brian. Well, you know, 
the one thing that I that I hear is that you have a passion for doing something else. Right. You know, and you don't want to be like you don't want to be part of the status quo. You know, you you from what I hear and from what I know about you you think outside of the box of normal business-minded thinking. You know what I mean? Right. And so, you know, to me that's a beautiful thing because that's how you make business that's how your businesses become successful because your your business is the focus, but it's not really the focus. Hmm. You mean to say something about that right there, uh, Mr. Oh, absolutely. You know, about um, in 1982, I was I was not a Christian. Okay, I was in the world. My dad was a, was a minister, so I thought I was doing pretty good. And I started going to church, started studying the Word of God, and then all of a sudden, I got baptized in the Christ. All right. So once I got baptized in the Christ, I said, Charles, there is so much out there to do for God. But guess what? I got to earn a living, right? Mm-hmm. I got to pay the bills still. So I've been praying to God for a long time. I said, God, show me a way that I can quit my job and go do your will, all right? But in the meanwhile, I got to continue to do your will because I'm all about trying to do your will, okay? So the key is that, desire that God gave me to, to go to ministry, he gave me a, also I need to, to find a way to make the money, right? Mm-hmm. So he said, Charles, you can't do it on, on a regular job. It won't happen. So he said, i got to start a business. I said, God, show me a way that I can quit my job and go into ministry. Okay? So I started a company, and uh, things were going very well with the business. And then, but think about it, when I was doing my business, um, Greg and Brian, I was I got all focused on God. And then one time this guy, a guy on my job said, Charles, you're trying to leave your job. What are you doing for God right now? I said, whoa, God's speaking to me. But see, most people, when God speaks to them, speak to them, they ignore God's voice. Mm. But I said, i got to do what God wants me to do. So about a month ago, I created a new website, and the website is called truthaboutsalvation.org. That's truthaboutsalvation.org. Because when I got baptized in 1982, I know the big difference between where I got baptized and saved, the other folks who call themselves Christians got saved also. So I said to myself, somebody got to be right and somebody got to be wrong, right? Or they could be both could be right. So I studied God's, God's word. And I found out that a lot of people, they do things because the minister told them to do it, they don't go back and study God's word and make sure what they, they, the minister said is correct. Okay? Mm-hmm. So God puts, puts in my heart since in 1982 to preach about salvation because it's a very powerful topic. Now, you all know that the devil is very powerful, right? Oh, yeah. Let me go back to the Garden of Eden. And the devil told Adam and Eve, I mean, I'm sorry, God told Adam and Eve that if you eat, if you eat if by this fruit, you will surely you will die, right? Mm-hmm. The devil said, okay, that's cool. He added one word to that sentence. He said, you will surely not die. Right? Mm-hmm. And they bit the fruit, and what happened? They didn't die right then, but sure enough, they did die. And also, uh, things were rough. It was a curse on, on man because, and women because of the, of the, of the sin we committed in the, in the Garden of Eden. In the same way, I believe that the devil knows how to be saved. He knows it like he knows <laughs> everything else. Mm-hmm. So what he does is that he tries to trick men to think they're saved, but they're really not according to God's word. And that's why I created a website to help men to understand the truth about salvation. And I, I'm not trying to make you do anything that you don't want to do. It's just out there. If you want to uh, uh, go out there and check it out and, and really pray to God about, am I doing what the Bible says? Or, or, or following men's laws and regulations, okay? So that's the whole idea of my website. Okay. And that is also your business. That's a, Well, not really. I have another business. Because okay. that business, they're doing because I want to do it. I don't care if I make one, one down from that website, Right. okay, because I'm doing it out of love of, of, of the Word of God. Okay. Now, my business I have is a business I call, it's called Tisha Noni. I do, it at, I do it part-time at my home, and we pay less taxes. We 
we've done very well in this business, okay? Mm-hmm. And God bless with a nice home, a new car. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a great opportunity. But the, to understand one thing, I did the, um, the teaching only business so I can do God's will in the ministry, right? right? Remember, Paul, he, he made tents, right, mm-hmm. to, and that's, and to help support his ministry work. So that's what I'm doing right now. Helping, that helps me support my ministry. All right. Okay. Okay. You know, I, ha- I had another question. When you first got into business, were you afraid at any time? Because a lot of times that's what stifles business owners or entrepreneurs into moving forward because they have a level of apprehension or fear or, you know, hey, what am I going to do? How am I going to get this done? You know, where's my first paycheck going to come from, so to speak? Right. So did you sort of ease into the business and then do it on a full-time or part-time basis, or, you know, did you just go gung-ho? Well, my story is this right here, um, um, Brian, is that back in 1986, I got involved in a, in a, in a business, a similar business, but I failed. I tried another business, failed again. I tried about three more businesses, and I failed again. But I kept on trying because I knew that uh, one day it will work out. Mm-hmm. But the problem, most people, they'll fail one time, and they'll never try it again. They'll, they'll be, may fail two or three times, and they'll, feel, they'll finally give up. I heard that um, Sam Walton went bankrupt five times before he became well-known as a man for, for, for Walmart. Mm-hmm. He, 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 been, he went bankrupt five times. Mm-hmm. Most folks get bankrupt one time. They quit. That's it. They do something else. <laughs> he kept going. So I believe that if, if you're praying about certain things, you believe it, and then you keep on trying, then God will find your way to make it happen. And, and this is my, my story. About, about five, years, about five years, years ago, I said, God, show me a way. I quit my job and go to ministry. And I said, I don't want to do network marketing. But then I said to myself, Charles, how can you tell, how can you tell God how to bless you? So I just prayed about it. Then a month later, this business came my way. I said, I ain't doing that. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And then God showed me, this guy took this product. He had a disease in his face for like five years. It came with, it came with peel, bleed, and, and, and flake. And then within three days on this product, his face cleared up. I said, get me in. Let's roll. I didn't taste the product. I didn't do no presentation. I knew I had prayed about it a month ago, right? Mm-hmm. I saw a miracle. I was, that's all I needed. Okay? And from there on, I've been just, 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 just going at it. And one thing I want everybody to know, too, is that your friends will tell you you can't do it. Your friends are your worst enemies. They'll tell you stupid. They'll tell you a loser. And that's why you've got to be prayed up, and also you've got to read powerful books. Okay? One book I recommend is uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Okay? Mm-hmm. They can grow rich by Napoleon Hill. Oh, yeah. Okay? And what I do on my, break, on my lunch, I, I, I'm working still full-time. I'm doing it part-time, my business. But during my break time, I'm not going on break, just chatting and carrying on. I, I, I sit down at my desk, read a powerful, motivational book during my break times because I know if I can't get it out there with my coworkers, they're negative. Right. Okay? So, so yeah, you don't have fear, but you've got to understand what's your goal, what's your, what do you really want, want, want out of life? If a job not getting it, get it for you, you got to find another way to get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, Charles, it, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, we have we are faced with so many distractions. Even when we're walking from our car to our job, we're thinking about something we need to do for that day or tomorrow or something else. And, I, and I've learned a, a, a very good exercise that keeps me focused on the things that I want to do for me, the things that will help me elevate myself to a level of where I want to be in, in my dreams and my goals, and that thing is I count my steps. If I count my steps, I'm not distracted by anything else around me. And that keeps me focused. It may not work for everybody else, but it works for me. I can count my steps, and, and as I'm counting my steps, I'm reminded that I need to stay focused, I need to stay encouraged, and, and it prepares me for going around those people like you were just talking about. Because if you work around people like that, it's not like you could just get up and leave when you want. You right. have to have something covering you. You have to have something that, that, that keeps you 
um, motivated, inspired to do your work, but also not worry about failing at what you're doing. And, and I think a lot of people don't realize that when you go into your start your own business and you start li- living your dreams and your goals and you attack those things, people will try to stop you. People will try to stop you. And that's the sad thing about it because these are the same people. Some of them are family, and these are the same people that are with you all the time. But when you break away and they start seeing you doing something positive, they try to they try to bring you down. And my question is, why do people, why do these family members, why do they try to stop you from living your dream? Well, it's like this here, um, Greg. If you put a fox inside of a chicken coop, what a fox gonna do? <laughs> You're gonna get him one. Exactly. So your friends been trained by society to think a certain way. That is, go to school, get a good job, work hard, and then work for somebody else for the rest of your life for 40 years. Retire with a turkey and a watch. Then realize you don't have enough money to go to, to, to make a living. So guess what you're gonna do now? Go back and work for Walmart, Publix, whatever as a you know as a as a greeter. So the problem is that we've been brainwashed by society to think that a job is where it's at. I got a car, I got a house, I got some, I got about a hundred dollars in my savings account. I'm doing pretty good. I got four one k plan, and with the stock market today, four one k plan ain't doing too good. I'm pretty sure, right? No sir. Stock market, real estate. Even the uh, well, your job market right now is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. So what you gotta have gotta have is Plan B and Plan C, and that I believe is a home based business. You get tax write offs, you get deductions, you know, whatever, pay less taxes, and you're doing something positive. And also, what I like to do is help other people do what I do because a lot of people I know need, need need more money these days. They're struggling. You know, some folks don't have forty five dollars in their savings account right now. $45 because they've been thinking the way most people think is to go get go to school and get a J-O-B. Mm-hmm. That does not work. That's what they were taught. That's right. So you're saying instead of working hard, they need to work smart. Smarter. Matter of fact, if y'all, um, there's a book uh, by Rob Kiyosaki talking about the, um, the E-quadrant. There's E for employment, S for self-employed, there's B for big businesses, and there's there's I for investors. Now, most people sit in that E-quadrant where they're going to go to work every day. And what's so funny about it, say somebody in the B-quadrant has a business. Say, hey, come over here and work for me or work as a, as a business, business owner. What the E-person does is they ask their friends who are also in the E-quadrant too. They're all in the same quadrant. They say, friend, let me go over to the B-quadrant and make more money. The friend says, no, they with me. Let's all be broke together, Right. <laughs> now, if they ask somebody in the B quadrant, like a Bill Gates or a Sam or a Bill Gates or a Donald Trump, hey, shall I go with the B quadrant where you are? They say, yeah, come on over. It's, it's fun over the side. But they're they're so into to, trying to please their own peers who are in, in the E quadrant, they fail to jump over and start their own business. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know. Here's another question I have about when you know when you're in business, how do you know when it's time to go full throttle with your business? Like let's say you're doing it part time, how do you know when it when it's time to be full time? Well, this is how I determine my, my going full time is that when my income from my part time job exceeds or double my current salary, you got to at least make the same amount of money. Or double it. Wherever it comes first, it's time to go do something else. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or you have money set aside to, to live off of. For, say, say you got some money set aside from your business to live off for at least two years. Yeah. Then you might want to go ahead and, th- and think about going ahead and doing it full time. Right. Okay. But if but if money the money's not there yet, you got to stay on that full time job till till it happens. I've seen a lot of people they get up they get this uh, part uh, a, a business and they start making some good money. And it's not really enough, it's not it's not steady yet. They jump out there, and they gotta go back to work again because they jump too quick. Right. So you gotta be really careful about that. You know, sometimes you want to talk to if you got a business partner you're working with, 
get their advice because there's some people already that that's done that. In, in my field, there's plenty of people who quit their jobs and have gone doing my business full time, and they don't work they don't work no more. But before I, before I would do it, I would get advice from from my one of my business partners and see what, how they did and what what the best time that I need to leave to go out and, and do it full time. But you want to make sure your money is is, is strong because you don't want to be to me it's like embarrassment. Imagine you go out there. Think you're ready to retire, and then you go back to work the next month. That ain't good. <laughs> right. Um, you know, and I've always heard that you you have to have at least six months' worth of income or salary saved up as well. You know, so that, that, that's a great point. You know, the other thing I thought about was, you know, how do you resist the temptation to spend the extra money? Because I know, of, you know, most people, when they get a side business, you know, the first thing they're trying to do is, you know, pay some bills. But then once the bills are paid, you know, they want to go and buy stuff. How do you resist that type of temptation? Well, sometimes, Brian, it's good to buy extra stuff because when, you, when you're in a business, you're trying to show your peers that this is good, that you can do better by having a business. See, imagine if I got a business right and I'm just, like, struggling and I, you know, I, I'm barely making ends meet. And you got a business, what, what are you doing? But if you're doing well in the business and you got extra income, you're going to put some money away for your business, maybe 20% to your business, and spend some money on some things that you, you always wanted. It depends on what you want at that time. But you always got to make sure you budget your money now. I'm not right. saying go and just spend, 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 but put some money into the business. I always put money back in my business, okay? Mm-hmm. Then somebody says, okay, I worked hard this woman this month. I deserve it. I'm going to go buy myself, boom, whatever it might be. But I never feel like i got to go buy something first and then get and then feel good about because I bought something. I want to work hard first. Once I reach some benefits of my, of my labor, treat myself to something nice. Right. Okay? Right. You know, and that is important, you know, and I, and I like the idea of paying your business, you know, investing back into your business. Cause right. That's, that's just smart thing to do, you know, because you never know. Depending on what business you're in, you know, you may have an unforeseen expense. And if you're not paying your business back or investing back into your business, you may not have that, you know, kitty of money to maybe handle that situation. Or it may be uh, an opportunity out there that presents itself that you may be able to purchase to enhance your business. Right. You know, let's say, like, if you're working on, you know, I don't know, let's say if you're doing uh, floor waxing and a new wax machine comes out that ten times is better gloss and it lasts longer or whatever, you know, and you got a chance to buy it. If you don't have money invested back into your business, it's kind of hard to purchase, you know, the new stuff. Exactly. There's a book out there called The Richest Man in Babylon. Oh, yeah. It talks about how to budget your money. Always puts money aside so when something does come along, the money's there. Mm-hmm. Right? So definitely I encourage everybody to read the book called The Richest Man in Babylon. It's a great uh, book about budgeting your money, saving for the rainy days. Hey, that's, that's an awesome book. I, I, I want to talk about, I want to ask you, well, we, we can talk about people that are afraid to just get started. Where do they get motivated to start? You know, in your business, you have to have your license. You have to have certain paperwork in, in place to make everything legit and to get your business up and going. To those out there that have they have all these great ideas, they have everything down, they can tell you what they want to do, but for some reason, Charles, they can't get started. What do you say to these people that are right there on the bubble, they have everything that they need, they're making okay money now, so paying for their taxes and paying for their business certifications or whatever is not even a problem. And and, and the problem is, is the fight within themselves to believe that they can actually do this. What would you say there? What, what's, what's your take on this? Well, sometimes, Greg, it's not about them not, uh, you say, uh, having the fear they can't do it. Sometimes folks are not hurting bad enough. They don't hurt bad enough. You know, like I said, they got a car, they got a house, they got some money in the checking accounts. They say, I ain't got to do that. Why should I kill myself? People tell me no. You know, people don't like the word no, right? So they yeah. say, I ain't doing that. So, But the key that I felt within me was that I knew I could not work a regular job. I was hurting bad enough to get off that nail and do something about it. Like, there's a, a story about this guy. He was walking down the road, and he saw this dog. He was a dog was whining, just whining. And then the guy said, what's wrong with this dog? 
He said, oh, he dogs on the nail. He said, why don't you go get off the nail? He said, don't hurt bad enough. He got off the nail. Like most people on a job, they whine and complain about this, their paycheck. They whine and complain about they ain't got the money to, to buy this and that. But don't hurt bad enough to get off their butts and go do it. I think that's the big problem most people. They just don't have enough, I don't know what, how to say it, but just enough um, just desire to go get it done. And I think that's the major problem is that people are so comfortable in America that we got a house, a, a job, a car, whatever, and we're happy. Like, look at some people that come from over from other countries, like, and they come over here, they get a they get a business, they sacrifice, if they think you know they're millionaires because they see the opportunity because they used to live in a, in a third world country, right? Mm-hmm. And they were down and out. They came to America, they worked hard, sacrificed, and now they're living very well because of their dreams and their goals. See, most people fail to write down their goals and their dreams. They think about it, but don't really do anything about it. So because of, of their lack of commitment, lack of really being, wanting, wanting more for themselves, they don't have, there's no action being, that's being taken place. They're just thinking about it and not really doing anything about it. But I think, Greg, really everybody is kind of different. It's how bad you want it. I think how bad do you want to change your lifestyle? You know, that's all I can say. How bad do you really want it? And Brian, uh, Brian and I, we, you know, we, we do a lot of things and, and we see and we meet a lot of people. What do you say that, what are some of the things that you think that we can use or some of the tools that we can use or some of the things that we can say to uh, the young children out there right now? They see the economy is down. They see how things are hurting. And, you, you know, the days of sitting at a desk for 30 years or working in one job for 30 years, those days are pretty much, those days are pretty much gone. Right. What 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 would you say or what advice would you give us as far as reaching out to the youth to get them started? Well, I think for first we gotta be the example. For we gotta be the example. If we got a regular job, we can't tell them anything about. It. We gotta first get our own businesses. You know what I'm saying? Get our own business and start making a difference, and then showing them that there's other ways to be, make money besides the job. I think most young kids are open to uh, being an entrepreneur. It's those adults that have been beaten up by society. They tried it one time, tried, tried it tw- twice, and they failed. So I think, really, we expose the youth to uh, having their own business. That'll go very far by just exposing them to it, and we're doing it ourselves. Now, again, they got to deal with their parents because the parents could be a person that, don't do that, get a job. <laughs> go to school, get a job. I'm not saying don't go to school. I'm saying go to school, but on a, on a part-time, do something that's, a, that's, your, own, that's it's your own business. Okay, we get paid while you sleep, you know, but we've got to show them a different way of thinking because, again, we were taught as a, I was taught as a, as a young man, Charles, go to school, get a job, and work for somebody else. So we got to show them the way to do it. we got to actually have our own businesses and start making it happen. Quit complaining. Quit, you know, watching so, so much TV. You know, that's the problem. We watch too much TV and just goofing off. And our kids see us just goofing off. Today, I thought we had a business. But dad's home watching the news, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that example of, 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 of doing the right way, the example is not there. We've got to be willing to sacrifice and, and just do it. And they'll see our example and then teach them what, what we know. Because, see, my parents never told me about having my own, my own business. They told me to go to school. But guess what? My daughter, she's three years old. We, told her, we tell her, you are an entrepreneur. You are a champion. And she see us working this business, and guess what? She said, Daddy, we have a meeting today? Anybody come over today for a meeting, Daddy? So she knows that it's not about just going to, on a job, but it's about having meetings at our house and showing people the opportunity. She sees people coming over, she said, where's Rose or where's, where's Germany? You know what I'm saying? These people that we, we met, we met that, get, that got in our business. Mm. So our daughter sees us doing things like that. That's what really counts, just, just being an example for those who are Younger. Awesome. Right. You know, and it's, it's funny because I can remember when my children were much younger and I was always going to meetings somewhere, you know, and uh, mine was actually when I was doing a lot of things in the community. I was always headed to a meeting here or a meeting there to do something. And the kids were like, oh, do we have a meeting today? Are we going to a meeting? And it's like now when I go to meetings, they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to another meeting. <laughs> you know, because – but. Because they grew up understanding that, you know, most of the stuff that I do, I don't do it during a nine-to-five hour, you know. I have a regular job, but I do so many things 
after hours, it's almost like I have two full-time jobs. Right. You know, but I, because I stay so busy and because I stay focused on, you know, growing my craft, my business, you know, aside from my regular job, you know, they have that understanding. My daughter comes to me all the time with a new business plan, and she's just 12 years old. So I, I always tell her, you know, if you got your business plan, what have you missed? You know, she says, well, I want to do this. Well, is that legal? Can you do that? You know? <laughs> and so she's all, but the thing is, she's always thinking about a new way to come up with a business. And so, you know, you're absolutely right. If you if you put it in them when they're young, and see, of course, this stuff isn't coming from school. Nope. It's coming from her interacting and seeing, you know, me and some of my other friends do this type of thing. And also watching her grandmother, who has her own business, do these same things. You know, so she's learning by example. Right. You know, and I think in the same token, people learn by example. If your grandparents go to work for somebody, they're going to teach you what they know. And most of the time, that's what? Go to work for somebody. Right, get a job. And like my daughter is so much advanced than I was at age three. I mean, she knows about, you know, having your own business, you know what I'm saying, and, and having meetings, doing something besides a J-O-B. So it's in her mindset. So when she gets up, She's going to be old. She'll, she'll know that I can't get a job. My dad didn't have a job. My dad had a business. So I got to do what my daddy did. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's in her mindset. So when her kids grow up, guess what? They're going to go beyond what she's doing. Exactly. And I think that's the goal. You know, I think every parent wants their children to do better than they did. You know, but at the same token, it has to be taught. It has to be drilled in sometimes. You got to see it. You know? They got to see it to believe it, exactly. It's almost like you're from Missouri. Show me. <laughs> the, the thing is, so many, of the, so many of the kids right now, they're in the system. They're in schools where they're mistreated. Not all of them, but some of them are. It's sad to say, but there's, some of them are being mistreated. And it's, and it's hard to show them that they can be a CEO or they can be the president of their own company. You know, and I'm asking this question to both you and Brian. What can we do to try to reach these kids that we think or that are just in the system? And when they come out, you guys know how it is. It's really, really hard to reach them, especially when you have a kid that's used to, um, let's say, being the watch guy on the corner, making $1,500 a night or $1,500 every day or weekend or whatever. It's hard to get him to come down to a, a, a seven or eight dollar an hour job. Mm-hmm. How can we instill in this person that you can own your own company? You, if 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 you want your own record label, you can do that. We just need to show you how to do it. How how can we pull that out of that individual? Well, I'll let you go first. Let's talk. Well, I think basically we got to again show them an example. I think basically, like, for example, as you know, Obama became President of the United States, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I tell everybody, even adults, if he can become President of the United States, we, what can't we not do? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we got a great example of somebody that, that made it to the very top of, of, of in business, you know? He's the President of the United States of America. So everything's possible. So the key is that a lot of the, young, the youth have lost their dreams because their parents – they they tell the kids don't don't think about a nice car we can't get that don't don't think that way, you know they tell them they don't because they can't the parents themselves don't believe it so they can't transpose their beliefs to their kids because they have no beliefs so the kids are now like what should I do I have no my, my mom don't have no kind of goals and dreams so I'll go out and get and sell some drugs maybe that'll make some money doing that so we gotta start giving our kids just some more of a vision you know I, I try to every day I try to sit down about 15 minutes before I go to bed and just dream about what I want, my goals, my dreams. And by doing that, I put in my subconscious mind what I want. And then when I, when I do that, the, the, power, the infinite power of God and my, and my subconscious mind works together and things start happening. So mm-hmm. I think the key is to get those dreams back in their minds with those dreams and, and, and those goals that we can give to them and also set the example, for our, set the example ourselves, then I, I believe they'll, 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 they'll change. Go ahead, Brian. You know, I think it's all about them realizing that they can do it. Right. I mean, it's just 
you have to you have to put it out there where they can see it. You know, and again, like you said, if Obama could become the president of the United States, because now think about it. You know, you had one you had all the other ones weren't black. But he didn't look at it was I'll be the first black president. He said, I'm going to be the forty fourth president. So he set his he set his goal even higher than what we could fathom or even think about seeing. Right. You know. What I always believe is that anything that you put your mind to, anything that you set your mind to, you can achieve it. If you if you allow people to place obstacles in your way, see, what I believe is that the only obstacle in your way is you. Nobody's stopping you from being who you want to be. Nobody can stop you from being who you're going to be, except for you. Right. You know, God gave everybody a choice, a free will choice, to be who either he wanted them to be or who they wanted to be. It's all about a choice. Everything you do is about a choice. You chose when you woke up this morning, that's the only thing you didn't choose. <laughs> Everything else you chose. <laughs> and funny, that's why, that's when you go mind. to sleep at night, you can't even choose when you go to sleep. You just go. <laughs> you can lay down in the bed and not go to sleep all night. The only thing, the only two things you can't make a choice on is when you wake up and when you fall asleep. That's why, Brian, like, like I said earlier, you know, I, I've been taught, like everybody else, to go to school, get a job, right? So my mindset is to work. Mm. So what I've got to do to my spare time is read books on other folks who done things besides a J-O-B. Right. So by me working on myself, mm. I become like the person that I'm, I'm reading about, okay, and I'm praying about it, and I'm fasting about it, you know, and, and that has really helped me a lot by just, you know, praying, fasting, reading positive books, staying in the Word, and just asking God to help me get it done, okay, and working on myself because I look in the mirror like you said, Charles, why, why isn't your production up this month? Uh, my uh, business partner didn't do No, look at look what you didn't do, okay? <laughs> look at yourself and quit, quit blame other folk. Quit blaming the economy, and guess what? Obama can't save us, man. Nope. He can't do it. we got to get off our butts, get a plan, and take action. <laughs> it's funny. I heard somebody else say that. Obama's going to fix it all. I'm like, no, what Obama's doing is he's going to shed light on it. you got to fix it. Exactly. <laughs> he's going to shed light on it. you got to fix it. That's so true. In doing your business and doing your, you know, raising your family and doing everything that you're doing, especially your business, I wanna, I wanna focus on your business and the the other component. When the show started, we talked about the missing component that a lot of people don't think about when they're when they're doing their business, when they're making decisions and that type of thing. How important is your faith? in doing the things that you're doing right now, how important is it for you to have faith knowing that things may not go so okay today? Things may not work out in this contract that you're trying to get. Things may You may get doors closed in your face at some point. And the reason I'm saying this is because of the, the wealthy people out there, the people that we feel are so successful, like the Oprah Winfrey's and the Tyler Perry's and and the Bill Gates, there yeah. was a very, very high price on these people's lives. There was a tragic, I guarantee you there was something tragic in all of their lives that, that when it put them to the point where they were up against this brick wall and they had to do something. And again, my question is, how important is your faith? Well, well Greg, is everything. It's everything. Because guess what? My, not only my faith in my business, my faith in God. See, without God, I'm nothing. Like Jesus said, I can do nothing without the Lord, without God. So I believe that all my heart. You know, even if I was a Christian, God took care of me, right? right. He took care of me. How much more so now, now I'm his son, he'll take care of me anyway. I might do some stupid stuff. He's right there with me. I'm going to give a great example. I was driving to um, Jacksonville. It was raining hard. Wife said, Charles, slow down, slow down. I said, girl, be quiet. Five seconds later, I'm hydroplaning on 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 I-19, on I-10, going 70 miles an hour towards a brick wall. 
Then the hand of God said, no. All of a sudden, a swish, a, a, a quick move to the right, our car went to the right of the, of the highway, landed to a nice uh, a grass area. But I could have died. My point is that even though I, can, I was doing some foolish stuff maybe, God took care of me anyway. So I trust God would take care of me. I don't say do something stupid. I'm saying sometimes we do stupid stuff. And, 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 when, and when God, you trust in God, he's going to help you out anyway. So the key is that without my faith, I wouldn't be doing my business. Without my faith, I would just be going to work with everybody else because that's what everybody's doing. See, I got something, higher than, I got something to do higher than a, j, than a job. I got to go out and proclaim the truth about salvation to the world. That's why I believe, Greg and Brian, I was born with this, I was born with this purpose. I, I believe that all my heart. I was born to do this, what I'm about to do, because it's, it's in me so, so powerful that I just got to do it. I said, why well, I'm doing this? I don't even know what I'm doing sometimes. But just God's working in me because that's how God works. He used people like myself and, 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 you, and you two guys to get his word out to the, to the world, okay? So we just got to obey that inner, inner voice. And whatever your bliss is, it might be being the greatest basketball player in the, in the world, like a Michael Jordan. Whatever you need to be doing, just do it. God's with you. You know, he's with you from the very time, from the very moment you were born. The day you die, he's there with you, so why not do it? Imagine, I got God on my side. I can't be stopped, right? Right. right. That's <laughs> Absolutely right. You know, I, I think if you look at the the definition of faith, you know, it's the substance of things not seen, the evidence of things yet hoped for. And so when you think about that, it's the substance. That means it has all the makings of the realization that you have not realized yet. So if you if you if you're putting faith in your business, if you have faith in your business, that means you have the substance of everything that you are hoping to that you are hoping for. And so when you look at that, and then it says the evidence of things not seen. Good point. Good point. You see, so you already got your evidence. You got the substance. You got the makings of what you want it to be. And you already got the evidence that it's there because this is something you're hoping for. This right. is something that you haven't seen that you're hoping for that you already have the substance and the evidence of. So it has not, So if you have faith in a, bit, in a business, if you put faith in your business, it can't do anything but succeed. You have faith in some dedication. Absolutely. And some aggravation. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that that too. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a lot of people just they had a faith. Okay, faith is good, but what about happen when somebody tell you they they gonna be somewhere and don't show up, or they gonna oh, yeah, buy something and don't buy it? You gotta have some frustration. You have you gotta raise your frustration level too, and you do that by having your goals. Why am I doing this business? Because you're doing because I always want to make it about a two hundred dollars extra. Once you get once you reach that reach that goal, then you can just stop. So you gotta have something a big goal, something that that is hard to, in a sense, that you like. Man, I gotta get that goal. If I don't get it, that's it. So when folks tell you you can't do it or you're a loser, your goal is so big, it's a big deal. That's a that's a mosquito. I'm gonna keep going. Okay, your desire is what you gotta have. You have strong desires and strong hopes and strong dreams. If you have that and you're reading positive books and you're talking and you be around positive people, it's gonna work for you. You're praying about it. You're believing it. It's going, to, it's going to happen for you. I believe that. What, what do you think about this this uh, this phrase? Your goal must be as big as your God. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Because the way it is, because it's really as big as your faith. Mm. See, think about that. You got a small faith, you got a small God. You got a big faith, you got a big God. Mm-hmm. Think about it. But see, I look at this way here. Again, look at this right here. God created the heavens and the earth, right? The moon, the stars. Created everything. My, my, my small business, whatever it might be, a big business, but it's still smaller than God. He can do anything. Right. So I trust that he can do it. And, and, but sometimes, i tell you right now, sometimes God will, it's like I heard this um, on, 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 the, on the movie The Secret, 
where you start your business right, mm-hmm. as you're walking by faith, you only see so far ahead. But guess what? About a mile ahead, God will take a detour over here. But you still walking by faith, right? Mm-hmm. Then he said, detour over there. And boom, you made it to California. But your way over there wasn't the way you thought it would be. It's God's way. And when that, when those times come, you got, you got to take it. You got to, you can't say, well, you got to jump on it because God is trying to d- d- direct your path to a different a location, different, different position. If it's like easy to get there, it's like, wow, it's walking right through this door. It's easy. Go, go there. If it's hard, difficult, I can't. It's not working for you. Try and can't get it done. Maybe God's saying this is not what you need to do, and He'll show you the right way to go. But the key is don't give up. Just follow the path. You know what I'm saying, um, Brian and Greg? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. And you know, and you raise some some important pointers that a lot of people should pay close attention to. In watching the news and listening to people talk about um, people never being able to get back up, and what I mean by that is people are losing their jobs and they're losing their homes, and they're going absolutely crazy. Right. They're committing suicide right and left, and they're killing their families. I, I I guess what I'm trying to ask you is, how can someone that's on the verge of losing what they think is everything get back into the right frame of mind and saying, you know what, I may I may be about to lose this now, but how I, I know that I can get it all back. This is not the end of the world, basically. How 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 should they look at this situation and not just give up? Well the the, the key though, Gray, is this right here. Where's your faith in God? That's it. See a person that has a faith in themselves when their world fall apart, they will fall apart. But if your, if your faith is solid in God, you're not going to do that. You know that there's more than just material stuff. A house can be replaced, okay? A car can be replaced. Matter of fact, I know a guy lost his job in the church, and one of the brothers he knew a long time ago brought him and took him into his household because God already had it all planned out for him. You know what I'm saying? So if you just pray about it, and seek God. See, a lot of times when we have um, uh, hard times in our life, that's God saying, wake up. I'm here. Come to me. Okay? The world is not, the material things of the world is not the answer to happiness. It's all about God. So it's like, I remember 9-11, when people, a lot of people died, right? right. Well, people all going to church the next Sunday, all in church. God help us. Three or four months later, doing the same they were doing, before it happened, mm-hmm. because it, it was based on the fear they had at the moment, not their love for God that was, that was that was sincere. So if you love God, man, there's nothing you can't do. I mean, you can be happy living in a tent, right? right. Happy eating some 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 beans and rice because <laughs> you love God. You know what I'm saying? That's right. So if you love God, man, great. That's the key. Now, I I curse everybody that. That right now their 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 dreams are, are hopes are on material things and and things of this world. But spend time in in the Word. Spend time going to church and and trying to seek God. And go to my website, okay? <laughs> and so because that's what it's all about. See, I, I have a nice home, a nice car. Big deal. I mean, my main reason again, I believe, is, is on this earth is to is to is to proclaim the truth about salvation to the world, that they can have some hope and some vision for themselves, not just here on earth, but after, after they, they're gone. There's more than just this, just this, this life here today. There's afterlife, okay? So we've got to be ready for that day. So I say, Greg, they've got to get back into the going back to God and just trusting God and, and, and just let God help them get over the situation. Awesome. Absolutely. You know, and... Again, I mean, you, you, you're talking about some great stuff, and you're giving us some great pointers. I want you to give out your website information. Okay, great. Well, it's org. Now, Truth About Salvation is one word, truthaboutsalvation.org. It's a great website, and I hope everybody's go check it out. And just my, my goal is that if you, if you like it, Email to your friends, 
MySpace, whatever you want to do, just spread the word out because I'm only one person. If the truth, let the truth reign throughout the universe. It has truthaboutsalvation.org, and that's my website. It's been around now about three weeks now, but it's been in my heart for over 27 years, okay? So this is something I really it's like my, my, my baby. Mm-hmm. And, Brian, you and I were talking about the website, and we were talking, we were pointing out some things that are in there that a lot of people may not like. Well, you know, I always said like this, the truth is the truth. And you could not like the truth, that doesn't make it not the truth. Right. (laughs) You know? Yes, I understand 100%. But, you know, I I think the more that you study the word, the um, the more things will just open up to you. Because you have to have an understanding of what's going on. You have to have an understanding of who you are and, and you have to know who you are. If you don't know those two things, you are lost and you are in trouble. I don't care what kind of business you start. Right. I don't care how in the eyes of society how successful it may be. You can have millions and millions of dollars. How many times have you turned your television on and see these million millionaires and billionaires getting in trouble doing crazy and stupid things? There's a void. More often than not. (laughs) Yes. There's a void in their life, and it's something that they're chasing. We all know what that that thing is, but for some reason they're they're looking for it in all the wrong places. And I want to switch gears here, and I want to talk about our spouse or women that when, when you're starting a business and you're doing things, how important is it to have your wife's support? Oh, it's very important, um, Greg. My, my wife, her name is Aurora. She's the uh, apple of my life. I thank God for my wife, okay? But like a lot of times, like we have a three-year-old daughter. I'm going to have to go to a meeting across, uh, across, across the city or whatever, and she take care of my daughter while I'm out there trying to get it done, okay? Or she makes calls for me. We work as a team. You know, my wife has some some traits that I don't have. That if if it's all up to me, my business would not, would be doing like negative, all right. But she has a way of making things happen because of her her you know her personality. Right. So also two is better than one any day. You know, two is better than one. She knows people I don't know. So I would say, hey, if your wife is is is, is with you in your business, that's a plus. Hey, but guess what? She's not with you. Go ahead anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Some some men, okay. I'm gonna say it about some men. And now I believe it's a man's responsibility to make that money to get it done. Because if you're on the side of the road and you see a you see a man, a woman, and, and a, through two kids, you say, "Man, what's your problem? Get get your wife out out of the street, right?" Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, sometimes our wives don't see the, the opportunity like we might see it. Don't let that stop you. You know, we're supposed to be, I think the men need to go ahead and make that decision and, and try it. Don't say, well, my wife said I couldn't do it, so I'm not going to. No. If you like it, you think it's good, go for it. Now, I hope it don't cause any problem in your marriage, <laughs> but sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Right. Because it, I believe it's, it's our responsibility as men to make it happen for our families. You know, that's how, that's why that's, not, that's my personal belief. Because a, a lot of time, my wife, like we got in real estate about, um, about 10 years ago, I said, Church, don't do that. I said, honey, I got to do it because I don't want to be working for somebody the rest of my life. So we did it. And then she, 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 when the money started coming in, she loved the money. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you know, she was glad about that. But she, didn't, she was afraid or whatever it might be. So I'm saying that even though sometimes the wives don't understand, we got to do it. We got to try it anyway. You just give it a, a year or so and, and try it out. If it don't work, then at least you try. Awesome. Awesome. I'm done. <laughs> all right, all right. We have a caller on the line, Greg. I want to bring this caller in from the 757 area code. Caller, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How y'all guys doing? All right, all right. All right. right. I I, I want to – I I got in on the back end of that, but uh, I'm always looking for truth. I'm always looking for truth. 
the truth and salvation. And I know the truth is in the word, but can I get that website one more time? No problem. www.truth, T-R-U-T-H, about, A-B-O-U-T, salvation, S-A-L-V-A-T-I-O-N, dot org. The truth about salvation is one word, truth about salvation, dot O-R-G. Okay, and this is yeah. This is your testimony, or this is just the truth. The truth. Well, you see for yourself. Go okay. look at it. You you make your own decision. It ain't about me. It's about God. Okay, okay? all right. That's on that one. It ain't about me because with some things I got on that website, I don't think they're gonna like it. <laughs> but I don't care. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm, I'm a fir- about God, man. Yeah, cause I'm a firm believer in the truth. You know, uh, the more I I read the word the more it convicts me. And uh, I, I see things, uh, you know, I ask questions, God, you know, you know how you ask and say, well, what can I find in the Bible? And then right there it'll pop in front of your face or either like, even uh, Greg sent me something just this morning, and it, I, I said, this guy must be over my shoulder or something. That's God. That's God. Oh, in the spirit. That's the spirit. You oh, know what man. you need. He'll give it to you. You just got to ask him. You got you got to pray about it. Ask God for direction, and He'll give it to you. I guarantee you that much. Knocking, you show what He should answer. You know, He'll answer you. Knock on the door. You seek, you shall find. But the key is that some people they'll knock on the door. They seek, they see the truth. They walk away. They'll walk away from. It. They'll, they'll leave it. They're afraid of the truth. But you know, I don't care. I, I mean, I, I'll I, wherever the truth is, we got to get it. Cause guess what? When we die and face God. What the, what's what's gonna be the real deal right there? Ain't about what your minister, minister said about you, what your wife said about what the Bible said. Matter of fact, read John twelve, verse forty-seven to fifty. Okay. John twelve. Oh yeah, John twelve forty-seven to fifty, in Galatians chapter one six through nine. That's on my website too, by the way. But these are the powerful passages saying that we gotta do what God wants to do. It's God's way. Or no way at all. Not I man, believe. but God. I believe that too. God bless you, good brother. God bless you. Well, thank you very much. May God bless you too, man. Uh-huh. You just got to do what God wants to do. That's the main thing. And I, and I think we'll say one thing too is that I believe that we as men were given God's word to make sure it stays right, holy, and blameless for the for our kids' kids. We got to do the, We got we got to stand up as men and stop letting. The world of a people change God's word. If you see something that's not right, and God says it's not right, then let's step up and say something about it. But some things don't matter. Don't worry about it. If but God's word says do it this way, let's do it the way God tells us, uh, tells us to do it. Period. Yes. You know, it, it was it's interesting you men, you mentioned that we got about a minute left. I just want to say, you know, I was talking today about. Um, I teach a course in abstinence education, and I was talking to some coworkers, and one of the guys said, man, how can you not give the kids all the information? Why don't you tell them the truth, tell them they got to use condoms, because abstinence <laughs> is not going to work. And, you know, and I always give people examples of why I believe abstinence is the best policy. And so once I started telling them, and he was like, well, you know, you got to give kids this, you got to give kids that. And I said, well, you know, it's bigger than just telling them use a condom, you know, because kids aren't going to understand all the emotional and physical and, you know, psychological things that go along with having sex. I say, so for an adult, yeah, maybe I might caution them if they decide to make that choice. But for a kid, I give them true options that they can live with. You know, and this guy really didn't understand it until I start explaining it to him. And when I hit him with the raw truth about you know, how this is just bigger than just having sex, he was like, whoa, you know, you you really opened my eyes to what you teach. You say, I appreciate that now. That's good. Well, I think, too, a lot of times parents, it's, it's our fault if our kids are are not doing the right thing. And not always our fault, but sometimes we let them watch too much television that talks about sexual uh, in the windows, whatever. We let them go to see these crazy movies. we got to take control of our kids. Yeah. Because when the bottom line is there, I, I believe we're responsible for their behavior as long as they're under our roof. But you can't. Sometimes you can't control it. But you got you got to take some things from them. 
They, something they can't do yet. They're not ready for it. Yeah. Hey, I don't mean to cut you off. We've got about 10 seconds left okay. in the show. I just want to thank you for coming on and to let everybody know to come and visit us again, www.ballcalkradio, ASE Motivation. Thank you for listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, where our goal has been met, where we help others be more, do more, and have more. We thank you again for our guest, Mr. Felton, and good evening, and God bless you all. Thank you all. Thank you a lot. Thanks.